Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, buenos dias, mi familia. It is good to see everybody, look at everybody's face, everybody feeling healthy, wealthy, wise, everybody okay? Come on, y'all, help me out there now. Don't you guys sit there and get all quiet on me now. Football season's getting ready to start, and everybody's just getting quiet. Can you, can you give Jesus some praise up in here? There we go. There we go. I will promise you nothing, but I will promise you this. The, the more quiet you are, the longer I'm going to preach. I'm just telling you. Just how it is. Amen. Wasn't that wonderful, you guys? Hearing the testimony of the saints. Escuchando los uh, testimonios de los santos. It was good to hear the, the saints give their testimonies with growth groups. And it, it was just great to hear that. I'm not going to be before you today, I promise, prometo. I, I'm just going to give you a word about what we're about here, uh, here at the Building Christian Fellowship. So if you guys please uh, just bear with me, I want to talk to you today about a vital church grows. A vital church grows. Una iglesia vital crece. All right? Amen. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 2, 46 through 74. Hechos 2, 46 y 47. Amen. Before I start, lo siento, mi amor. I'm sorry. I... This is big for me if you guys don't know this. Today, and I just told my wife I'm sorry, I didn't bring my ring this morning. Everybody, ooh, bad pastor. I was in, I was just, I'm in one of those, you guys ever wake up and you're like in a rush for no reason? And I got here and during prayer this morning, I reached down and grabbed my hand. I was like, oh. And for you, it may not be a big deal, but for me, it's a huge deal. And shame on me, okay? Um, you could charge it to my head, not my heart, but I never want to um, dishonor you as my wife as I'm standing here on the platform while the Lord allows me to uh, honor him and also honor you during this time. So please forgive me. Amen. So, um, oh, let me say this. Yes. Todos disfrutarán de Pastor Nora la semana pasada. Were you guys, were you guys uh, uh, um, happy about last week with Pastor Nora? I know some of y'all were like, wait, 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 what did she say? What did she say? Wait, 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 wait. English, Spanish, English, Spanish. But it was fire, y'all fire. And I just thank God for her and her ministry and just her coming to share the ministry that God has given her. I am still excited about what God's doing, not just in our church, but in, in their church at Casa de Orazón. Um, I just thank God for him because uh, just she was hearing from the Lord when she preached last week because that's what we were talking about, discipleship. Amen? Amen. So let's go. Acts chapter 2, 46 through 47. So, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Día tras día, ellos continuarán juntos en templo, and breaking bread from house to house, y partiendo el pan en los hogares, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Comían, excuse me, comían juntos con alegría y Somebody help me out with that. Okay, yeah, thank you. De corazón, with simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. 
alabando a Dios, uh, hayan allanado uh, favor con todo el pueblo. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Y el Señor añadía cada día el número de ellos los que iban siendo salvos. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Gracias, Señor. Gracias, te damos gracias por tu palabra, Señor. Lord, we thank you for your word. Te damos gracias por tu presencia. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Y te damos gracias por Espíritu Santo. And we thank you. We thank you so much for your presence. Tu presencia. Recibimos, recibimos todo lo que tienes para nosotros hoy. We receive everything you have for us today. We give you honor. We give you glory. Te damos gloria y honrar. In el nombre de Jesucristo, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want you guys to listen with me today because I want to talk about the church. And I know some of you guys may have been in church all your lives. Maybe some of you guys have never been in church that long, but I want to talk about what the biblical church is all about. I want to talk about how the, the church started. Listen. The church didn't start in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The church started in the book of Acts. Jesus went on, and if you guys know this, when Jesus was talking to Peter, when he said, Peter, who do people say that I am? He says, you are the Christ. And he says, yes. And he told him, he says, the spirit of my father in heaven uh, uh, told you this. You know, he's the one that told you. Man didn't tell you this. And then he said, but Peter, he says, upon this rock... I will build my church. Now, people, a lot of people think, and, and especially because of Catholicism, people think that Peter was the rock. No. What Jesus was saying, upon this rock, upon this truth that I am saying, upon this rock, who is Jesus Christ, the firm foundation, that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, you guys. Jesus was prophesying the coming of the church. And when Jesus prophesied and he said what was going to happen, you know it's going it, it's to happen. He didn't just say, what? Oh, oh, it might happen. It may happen. He said, it's going to happen. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. So we see all that through all the gospels and we hear all that. And all of a sudden, Jesus Christ, he's crucified and then after he's crucified, he's buried, and he's resurrected on the third day. He's seen uh, by, by hundreds of people. He walked the earth for 40 days, and he, was, and he ended up into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for the saints, and we know all that. But then all of a sudden, here comes the book of Acts. The book of Acts was written by, now if you guys don't know this, you guys know who uh, uh, the apostle Luke was? You guys know who Luke is? He was a Gentile. Some of you guys may know, may, not, may know that and may not know that, but he was a Gentile. He was a doctor. He was a physician, and he wrote the book of Acts. The book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as we're talking about the book of Acts, we're talking about the, the action of the Holy Spirit being um, in people and not just in people, but working through people yeah, in his church. So as all this is going on in the book of Acts, we look through Acts and we see the church being established. A lot of people don't even talk about church in, in, um, through, through the book of Acts until you start reading Acts chapter 2. And this is where we're going to lead off at with today. And as you're seeing in Acts chapter 2, and it starts off that Peter is standing in front of all these holy men of Israel and different people around him, and he's saying, 
He's saying, listen, you holy men of Israel. And he starts telling what, what the, the, the prophet Elias said. And he's saying all this. And he's standing here and he's preaching. And then we get to Acts chapter 2. And, and one of the things for most of us Pentecostals, if you guys don't know what Pentecostalism is, it deals with the day of Pentecost. It's the day that the Spirit of God was given unto the church because God didn't give a church that is empty. He gave the church power on this earth by the Holy Spirit. You guys hear me now. Jesus said in himself, he said, look, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Come on, y'all. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but the comforter shall come and he shall be with you and he shall be in you. Now, now, mind you, as he's talking, he's talking to the apostles, and as he's talking to the apostles, he, as we see, we're thinking he's only talking to the apostles, but he's literally speaking to the church that's about to happen, because he says, look, the Holy Spirit's going to come, and when he does come, he's not going to be just with you, he's going to be in you. He will tell you of all things to come. See, some of of y'all are right now, you guys are reading your horoscopes, you're listening to everything else, but you got the Holy Spirit inside of you that will tell you about everything that is to come. Stop going to soothsayers and going to astrologists and reading. I I mean, don't get me wrong, but you know, at the end of the day, you people talk about what my sign is, my sign is. My sign is the cross. Come on, y'all. And we need to start listening to what the Spirit of God is speaking to the church. So here we are. So you got, you got Pastor Peter, Bishop Peter, Apostle Peter. He's preaching. And then as he begins to preach, he starts preaching. And all of a sudden, cloven tongues of fire start falling on the heads of the people that are inside the upper room. And as he begins to start preaching, the promise is happening. The promise. See, some of y'all are waiting for promises in your life, but you're waiting on the wrong promise. There's a promise that God has given us, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. Stop worrying about, though, well, God promised me this and God promised me that. The first promise he gave you is that you could receive. And Peter said, after Peter was preaching, he says, you know, he goes, these people all of a sudden, they're speaking in cloven, you know, speaking with tongues and, and baptized in fire and, and, and people were standing around and we see all this happening. This was the start of the church. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that we all look at the church and you see people walking around and they was speaking in tongues and hallelujah and speaking other languages. They're speaking in Spanish and Tagalog. They're speaking in all kinds of languages. But I'm here to tell you that it's more than that. Church is more than that. It is part of church, but that's just part of church. And that's what we're doing here with growth groups. Yes, we'll come and we'll pray. Yes, we'll come and we'll, we'll celebrate. Yes, we'll come and we'll worship. But guess what? When we leave the building, we need to come together. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we talk about it. We see it. We see what happens. In, and I'm going to read and we're going to move on. I'm going to give you a little quick history of the book of Acts. And, and I left some stuff out, but praise God, you got the gist of it. So Acts chapter 2, 40, 47. And we're going to start off with Acts chapter 40. Here he says, and with many other words, we're talking about Peter, as Peter's preaching, he said, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them. He encouraged people. It's like I'm do- what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to, to, to encourage you, to exhort you. It's everything that Peter said. And he said, listen, he says, listen, with many words. He testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Can I stop here for a second? He said, be saved from this perverse generation. Now, I need you to understand something. I really believe that Peter got something from the Holy Spirit, not just for his age, but he was talking about the age that we're in right now. This perverse generation is what we're living in right now. Come on, you guys. 
All of us right now, we're calling things that are wrong, right, and things that are right, we're calling it wrong. That word perverse is this. It means perverse is deliberately behaving badly or improperly despite knowing that your actions are likely to have bad consequences. But we do it anyway. We know that we shouldn't do it. We know that our actions are wrong. And guess what? When we know it's wrong, you know what happens to most people? Well, I didn't know. Or even worse, it's like, I knew, I knew you was going to say something to me, but I was going to do it anyway. Perverse generation that we're living in. Peter said, listen, save yourself from this generation, the generation that is happening to us right now. It's all over the news. Save yourself from it. Don't try to be part of it. Verse 41, and then Peter says this, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Have you been baptized? I know some of y'all sitting here thinking, I've been to the water. But I believe in, in, in John, it says that you must be baptized of spirit and water. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all Pentecostals in here. We in, we in here to so uh, can, I, can I just tell you as a pastor, can I just, just tell you how I feel about it? You know what? We should be baptizing people, people at least, at least every month. And I'm talking about water baptism. But we've gotten a place right now that, we, that people feel like, no, it's okay. I'll do it when I can. Oh, I got baptized when I was 10. And you get baptized when you was 10, and all you knew was just you knew a couple of church songs. You hear this and you hear that. But now, once you got to a point, I, I was listening to um, the Hankins as they were saying, they were like, after I got done listening to Follow Me, I had to ask myself, am I saved? Are you asking yourselves today, are you really saved? Because the moment that you, I, you, I don't care if you went through the, the, the baptism, I don't care about if you were speaking in tongues, are you really saved? In the moment that you know in your heart that there's a change in your life, when you don't want to do the things that you've done before, when you say, I'm turning my back on the ways of the world, I'm going towards Christ, that is the moment that they were pricked in their heart. And they said, what must I do to be saved? When, I, when you repent, listen, saints, when you repent, repent doesn't mean I'm sorry. Repent means I'm turning away from one thing and turning towards another. I'm turning away from this world and I'm turning towards Christ. I'm going towards his following. Then grace will fall on me so that when I fall down, guess what happens? God's grace will pick me up to keep going towards him, that I will reach towards the higher calling of Christ Jesus. Not, not you know, forgetting about those things that are behind me. Because when I am in Jesus, I don't have to worry about what's behind me. The devil reminds you of what you used to be. But God says, I have a expected end for you. Those that were gladly, that, that gladly received the word. <laughs> then those that gladly received the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the saming was at the beginning with God. They said if you receive the word, when you receive the word, the word. Get this, you guys. We're not talking about the word that's written on, but we're talking about Jesus is the word. And when you receive the word, you receive Jesus. When you receive Jesus, you receive his spirit. Come on, do you guys catch this now? Just because you heard it, just because you can speak it, doesn't mean that you really received it. 
Then those that gladly received the word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Some of you guys, well, what do you mean doctrine? What do you, the apostles' teachings. Don't make it simple. Well, doctrine, I, I don't know about this doctrine. What about this doctrine? No, we're talking about the apostles' teaching. It said they, they, they continued steadfastly, steadfastly, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It says that they stayed steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Then fear came upon every soul. And fear came upon every soul. Let me just, just share shout something out to you. Fear. They're not talking about fear as being afraid. But fear means reverence. Every soul that was in the church, and I'm talking to the church. Am I talking to the church? Yes, when, we, when we have reverence for God, we honor him. Do you guys know that there's sin, these people in these perverse generations, that they will do things and they know that they're not doing I mean, they know that they're doing it, but they don't honor God when they're doing it. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, you know, the stuff that you're doing that you know you're not supposed to be doing, and you're like, well, I'll just ask for forgiveness later. There's no reverence. But it said when we stayed, when the, when the church stayed steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, and they stayed in fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers, it says, then fear came upon every soul. Then this is when, guess what happens? Many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. 44, now all who believed were at their homes. All who believed just stayed off by themselves. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now, all who believe were together. What does that mean? All believe, all of them together. It's just all of us that were together, that believe, are together. It's basically talking about we need to be bonded together in fellowship. I'm going to say some stuff that you guys don't, you, I know you're not going to, you guys aren't going to like this. You guys get ready. You guys ready? You ready? 2 Corinthians 6 and 14 through 16. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good right now. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14 through 16. And those that, well, I'm about to, just before I read this, I want to say it one more time. And those that believed were what? Together. They were together, right? Yeah. Well, let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? That's the devil. Jesus don't sit down and keep company with the devil. I can hear you. I can hear right now in the spirit. Well, I mean, how are we, how are we going to be able to witness to people? No, we're talking about being unle- unequally yoked. I think it was, what, what was it, last week, two weeks when I was talking about friends, allies, and acquaintances? The devil ain't your friend. 
And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? You guys know what the temple of God is? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Well, Pastor, why, 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 just, why, would, why would you say that? I, I, I don't understand. Now, all who believed were together. Do you guys realize if our unity together, if we're unified together, the world will want to be a part of the church? Come on, y'all. Let's be like, we're too busy trying to be like the world. But everybody else is looking at us. They're looking at us, and, and there's no power in the church because we're so busy wanting to look like the world. Why do they want to even come to church? Don't get me wrong. I love what's going on. I love the Internet. I love all this other. But there are people right now, I'm just saying it, there are people that have no good reason not to come in fellowship. No good reason. There are people that can't come. Praise God for them. We have online stuff for them. We have growth groups with the Melvins. We have people that are able to um, participate. But there are people that aren't being together. And all that were together. Do you realize? Let me just ask you something. Let's just be honest. Can I? If I cut my arm off, what do you think is going to happen to my arm? I'm glad that one person said that. If you don't know anything about biology, if you go out to a plant and you cut a branch off, guess what's going to happen to the branch? It'll die unless you put it back into the vine. I'm talking scripture here. I was trying to make it simple. But we are a body fitly joined together. Each part supplies another part of the body. But if you're a part in your body, it cannot just, I think Jesus said that if your hand offends you, cut it off. This is good preaching. I'm, 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 I'm helping myself here because I'm, I'm just here to say, say, I'm just here to tell you something because this is what the church was meant to do. We have gotten so caught up in religion that we want to just be in church Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning, Sunday with uh, Bible study. And then this, no, God is telling us right here in Acts how things should be together. A body fitly joined together. People want to be a part of this body. But if we are sitting here, like if you look around, if, if you just turn and look to your left and right, there's people that you ain't never even talked to. There's a hundred and some people in here, maybe more. I know there's a part of my body somewhere that knows another part of my body because my hand scratches my foot. Now, all who believe were together. This is Jesus saying, when they were together. And all things, they had all things in common. They had all things in common. They had all, not some things, but we had all things in common. What were the things that were all in common? To see the world get evangelized by us. That was our mindset, was to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we went. That's, now, look, you can be a friend, an ally, or an associate to somebody. Amen? There's people right now at your job, at your school, the, a sphere of in, that you're the sphere of influence. 
You need to be that light, so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, for this will glorify your Father in heaven. But when you're going with somebody and you decide that you want to cover your light and then tell your friends, like, it's okay, God will forgive you. No. Peter said, repent. Repent. When's the last time you told your friends, repent? We want to sit there and coddle them. Peter said, repent of your sins and be baptized. That was tough. I was like, man, well, I mean, that's, they didn't say anything about that in this, in this book about winning your friends over to Jesus. But me reading the Bible, and Peter was sitting there talking to people that were religious. <laughs> Verse 45, and it says, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. That, that is wonderful. And they sold their possessions. Now, I just want you to take a little quick look at this just so you guys can catch this. Because I like, I always use this. You guys hear me say it all the time. You guys know that there's a dude out there. He's called the rich young ruler. You, got, you know the rich? The young people know what that is, right? Judah, you know what that is? He was the rich young ruler. Watch this because I need you to catch this. The rich young ruler, Mark chapter 10, 21 through 22. Rich young ruler went to Jesus. He's like, what, what, what am I going to do? How do I get to be, come in heaven? How do I get there? I love this so much. So many of us want to get to heaven. Who wants to get to heaven? Some of your friends right now are talking about, man, I can't wait. You know, if something happens to me, man, I'm trying to take... You know, I'm going to be right up there, up there with, with God and my, my, my loved ones. We're going to be up there. No. No. How are we helping people when we're telling people that kind of stuff? Man, you know, there's a better place for me, man. You know, there's a place for you. You guys, you guys, some of you guys can be looking at me and think I'm judgmental. I'm not. If you guys ever want to sit down and talk to me about it, let's go to the scriptures. I don't care about what you think. Let's talk about what the Bible says. Let's talk about what the Bible says. You know, people always got their truth and this truth, but this is the truth. Jesus is the way and the truth. He is the word. And I don't care what you... Okay, I, okay, anyway, rich young ruler. He wants to inherit eternal life. He wants eternal life. And he says, you know, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. So what do I do, Jesus? And Jesus says this in 21. He says, then Jesus looking at him, loved him. Kind of like I'm doing to you right now. It's hard, but sometimes if you really love people, you'll tell them the truth. Then Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing, you lack. Go your way and sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. Amen. Woo! That was probably hard right there. He said, one thing you lack. He said, there's one thing you lack. But then he said, sell your stuff and then pick up your cross. That sounds like two things. <laughs> Which kind of shows me that even if you didn't sell your possessions, Jesus said you still had to pick up your cross. Verse 22. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. 
He had great possessions. Well, what are you saying? The rich young ruler had a lot. He was obviously, that's why he called him the rich young ruler, right? No, well, listen, so many of us right now, there are people that there are people right now that are rich. They got money beyond money. The man that um, I don't even remember his name that owns uh, what's my Hobby Lobby? Is that Hobby Lobby? Is that the name of it? Hobby Lobby. Well, I was looking at my niece there. She anyway. Hobby Lobby, super rich, super rich. The reason why he's rich is he gives away his stuff all the time. But he has such a heart of generosity. And then everybody says stuff like, well, it's really, you know, the, the Bible says that it's hard for a rich man to get into the, to, um, heaven because it's like getting through the, the eye of a needle and all this other stuff. But why is it that all these, these people that have such a heart of generosity, if the rich young ruler's problem wasn't the fact that he had a lot of stuff, the problem was that a lot of stuff had him. He had great possessions. Not that he owned anything, it's that what he owned owned him. You guys catching that? If you have an unclean spirit inside of you, we call it what? He possessed. He's possessed. He po- is possessed. But when we have a bunch of stuff, I don't care if it's valuable. There's things in your life right now that's possessing you. Relationships. Uh-huh. Wealth. Friendships, jobs. Mm. I'm preaching. I, I, I'm feeling good right now. Do you have to? You guys have to understand. Look, then Jesus turned around and said this. He said to this. He said this. To, he told him, "Sell all your stuff. Then give it to the poor." Oh, by the way, then pick up your cross and follow me. Jesus knew that it was going to be hard for him to get rid of his possessions. But what he didn't know or what the young, young ruler, uh, rich young ruler didn't know was if he would have picked up his cross first. If he would have picked up his cross, the cross first. If he would have picked up his cross and walked that cross to the place of crucifixion up Golgotha and laid on the cross until it was finished, then once he he was crucified, he didn't have a problem giving away his possessions. That's the problem. Jesus wasn't trying to to, to make him focus on what was having him. He was trying to get him to get into discipleship. Discipleship. Jesus said it. If any man, he said it to them all. Jesus said it to them all. He said, if any man desires, you got to have a desire. You got to have a passion to come after me. He says, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily. If you really want to follow Jesus, don't worry about your hang-ups, your setups, and your possessions. Just pick up your cross and follow Jesus. <laughs> and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Don't get me wrong. I love... I love doing benevolent acts. I love it. But I truly believe that the Bible was written to the church. And right here in Acts, what Luke was telling everybody, he was telling everybody, look, there are people that are in need, that are in need, that are already in the church. And we're so busy going out and doing things that there are people in the house that are suffering in silence. That's why we have growth groups. Are you guys with me on this? 
This is why Jesus, this is what Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You guys, I feel like preaching right now. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling the word of God right now because it's the word of God that's going to change us in the way that when Jesus was thinking it, he said, this is what I see for my bride. I want to see my bride fitly joined together. I don't want my bride dismembered. I want her fitly joined together without spot or wrinkle. Washing her with the word. Presenting her to myself. Woo. There are people in the house that have need. I've watched even this week, there were people that were sick. That are sick. But guess what happened? When one person found out that somebody was sick, the church got together. They made sure there was meals. They made sure there was prayer. They made sure there was visitations. All this happened because the church was alive. Our sister, the family, the the, the Contreras family, father went on to be with the Lord. And God is sovereign. But I'll tell you what. If it had not been for the family of God, for the building Christian fellowship, giving their prayers, their supplications, and their, and their love to the Contreras family, where would they be? It's a hard time. I can't imagine going through a loss of a loved one like that without the family of God, without their growth group. Forty-six. And the T where you can come up. So continuing daily. So continuing daily. So continuing daily with one accord. I need you to see this. Because it's continued daily with one accord in the temple. This is holy community. That we continue daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. Come on, you guys with me? They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Praising God and having favor with all people. There's some of y'all right now God, because you have favor with God, God will cause you to have favor with people. There's houses, there's jobs, there's blessings, there's all kinds of stuff because you are part of the church and because you have favor with God, God's going to make sure that you have favor with people. It says with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. God, you guys hear me? Listen, it said, and the Lord added to the church daily. The Lord added to the church daily. He ain't talking about adding people to the church roster. He ain't talking about people adding to the membership. He's talking about people that were added to the church daily. Those that were being saved. A lot of people, <laughs> let me help you guys out. When you go to the gym, you go to the gym, and this is what people will do. I got a membership at the gym. How many people got a, a, a gym membership and don't even go? Don't raise your hand. Watch this. But yet they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I go to that gym. I got a membership. I got a lot of benefits of that gym. But you never experience the benefits of being to that gym. 
Then there's some people that go to the gym every once in a while. And when they go there, you know what they do most of the time? They talk. They fellowship. They'll sit on stuff. They just do it. Hour later, and then they'll turn around and tell other people, man, you should come to my gym. Great membership prices. But the people that go to the gym don't have to tell you that they go to the gym. <laughs> I'm sorry for stepping on your toes. Let's just be honest. When you see somebody that's been working out, they ain't got to tell you. Are you getting the analogy? Added to the church. A lot of us like to eat. And what we eat, it adds to us. But that's what some of the churches look like. They're fat with people. But God says, I want you to come into my house. And I want you to exercise. I want you to exercise the gifts that I've given you by the Holy Spirit that's not just with you, but he's also in you. There's gifts that I've given you that you will see in operation in my church, in my bride. The same way I look at my wife and I say she's a gift to me. The way that she can cook, the way that she loves me, the way that she cares for me. There are things, just her touch, her being there, just her presence. It's a gift. And that's what the church is. The presence of the church, the touch of the church, the love of the church, the gifts of the body. This is what has been given to us. But God says, I will add to, God's adding to the church. I'm not looking to have thousands of people in a place because right now I'm sure we can go out downtown San Francisco. We can go somewhere else. It doesn't matter where at. And they can gather a bunch of people that will play music. People will raise their hands. But they won't honor God. But in the house of God, where we come together and we repent of our sins, then Jesus, God himself, will add to his body daily. People should be getting saved every day. Daily. I'm not talking about one or two. Pre I'm talking about people getting saved because we're preaching the word because we're preaching the truth, because we're preaching the way. <laughs> this is what holy community is about. Why did I sit here and tell you about all this today? It's because the church is alive. But the church is growing. Jesus wants his church a bride to be presented to himself without spot or wrinkle. That here, just all of us that are here today, those of us that are listening even right now that are watching online, that we repent of our sins. And when we repent of our sins, listen, if you guys even, if you guys participated in the follow me, there was something that um, David Platt said. He said, he said this, where at in the Bible is there a prayer for, of salvation? Jesus coming to my heart. It's not in the Bible. But what, Paul, what Peter said was, repent thee therefore of your sins and be baptized. The people that were pricked in their heart by what Peter was saying said, what must I do to be saved? That's where we're at as a church. And the moment that we repent is the moment that the power of God will come upon you. And that power is the power of the Spirit of God. 
And when your friends see you, they're going to look at you and go, there's something different about you. And you're like, man, I don't, I don't remember that scripture. I, I, I don't remember that word. No. Because we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. I don't know. You could look at somebody, look, I am a man undone. I am a man of unclean lips. I am a wretch undone. But I know one thing, that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he has saved my life. It was the blood of Jesus Christ that washed me whiter than snow. And you tell your friends, it is Jesus that's gotten me where I'm at now. I'm not like I used to be. I know what I said yesterday. I know what I did last night. But today I'm a new creature made whole in Christ Jesus. And now I'm a part of the church. You let your friends try to tell you and remind you of your, your sins. Just thank them. Thank you for reminding me of my sins. Because I'm going to turn around and tell them, I know where I'm going. What about you? You want to come with me? Why don't you come to church? Why don't you come to growth groups next week? Why don't you come out to the growth groups act activities? Why, let's go do some bike riding with bro, uh, Deacon Ben. Let, why, why don't we go some weightlifting with, with Pastor Donald? Why, why, don't we do, why don't we go out and, and sit down with, with uh, Burgundy and, 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 and do some, uh, some EHS? All these things that happen. This is what we do to grow together. Daily. In the church. In the temple. Going from house to house. Daily. Not not just Tuesday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, from house to house. This is the plan. This is how a vital church grows. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.